I can't really pinpoint it, but I know we all have the potential. Too many things have just toned it down until we're just humans, you know? Wait until, you know, uh, we die and heaven comes. And that's and if you really think about how powerful we are, that's a sad way to live. If we tone ourselves down, it's not just the mindset. It's how we're living oh, basic life. Yeah. And what are the things, the tiny little things I do in every single day of my life that have helped tone down besides the mindset? Like, I'm sure... There's things that I see and do every day that just confirm that mindset, you know? I know we could instantly do it, but there's, there's like, too many that are normal. Not just, like, as in, oh, yeah, I do them every day. We see them as civilized way of life. But I can't really pinpoint it. I don't know exactly what to pinpoint. Oh, yeah, because the fabric is so... You know it's there, though. Yeah. You know there's, like, you're caught in a huge web. Yeah, exactly. Because it goes so far back to tradition. Exactly. And so when people deny your belief, it's because of all that tradition and their way of life. And they think that's the normal. Yeah. You know? It's a complex thing and you, and you feel it more than you can sometimes yeah, articulate it. Yeah, exactly. Because it is. It's, it's every process of our life. Like, it's handed down. And we're trying to do what our parents did, a better version of that, which is usually probably means less of the mm -hmm. essence of who we were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. What, what we're thinking right now, the phrase that embodies it is so far yet so close. It's become so hard to see, but it's in us and that's why it's so close. You know, it's not like I have to, you know, drink some kind of water, get the spirit and then I'm, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's there so close yet so far so much realizing to do first i'm picturing the hulk he's got that green machine in him but he doesn't know it yeah exactly <laughs> he, just has, he has to have the right ignition for him he's got to get pissed to get hurt <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. maybe even for us for us to wake up out of this reality has to do something or maybe we just haven't pinpointed and realized that maybe we called it crazy or something when people get out from under the blanket or question the fabric of their reality is usually because their current reality has failed them or some traumatic situation Situation causes them to question everything and that's when they peek through the mm -hmm. cover look for a way of escape and find out hey this was just a sheet that was over me and I thought mm -hmm. it was the whole the whole reality or some people just are intuitively driven like for me I always wanted to know more yeah. and so I I got into my Bible I wanted it in my mind so that I could reference it I wanted it in my mind so I could think like it mm -hmm. and I wanted to know God and then as I got older but I want to know more about this character to Jesus because when I'm hanging out in the words in red something happens to me it's like yeah I, th I think you've always sensed it uh -huh. and maybe like never discard like all that Bible reading like oh yeah I never you, do like like even though you're on a, a new journey that same something is still in this new journey you know I agree. like there's something there I know it's there in you and I'm glad that you haven't forsaken it because hearing you talk it I just hear that you sense something whatever even if you called it a different name you called it this or that or whatever try to humanize it or whatever put any concept or try to make it to where we can understand it whatever happened you like you always sense something that's pretty cool and i think everyone has and we just called it different things exactly your environment affects how you perceive Mm -hmm. So if there is in your environment a, a revival or a movement or people who are excited or hyped about something, mm -hmm. it's like the flu. It's contagious. <laughs> yeah. And so you get on that vibe, that wavelength, you start playing the same tune on the radio station that everyone's playing and you get hyped because they're hyped. 
and you experience what they experience because we're all burning in this buzz playing the same frequency we feel the energy from it and we call it god's moving this what it is is us like bees migrating together you get one bee on a flyer and you hear you get several bees and it's just like they're in stereo and you feel the hum not just hear the one individual hum and when we as individual spirits come together as a collection of of spirits then we radiate a power and a frequency that we all feel we all vibrate with the frequency and we go out and it's universal regardless like and said, hey, there's an ogre. The whole town comes together with pitchforks and we're all hyped and ready to kill someone, even if I don't know the whole story, but everybody's doing it. We're going to do it. Yeah. It's probably for a good reason. We don't do this for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're in a football field and someone wins at the last minute, mm-hmm. the whole crowd goes, yeah. and every house that has that on the TV, and it's <laughs> the sheer awe and wonder of the frequency and the energy that we burn and release when we're excited and that hype emotion. Mm-hmm. That is the power of God in mm-hmm. us it, yeah. it's a universal reality not just in religion or wherever it's just who we are as human beings objectively we could study like a scientist and be like oh it's happening over there it's just got a different language oh it's mm-hmm. happening over there and it's got a different flavor mm-hmm. oh it's got a over there it's a different subject you know mm-hmm. we could see it for what it is and the reason why i'm saying that is because i've always felt like jesus is like man well i want i want to do what he does i want mm-hmm. that power yeah and not because i'm trying to be some powerful person he says do what i do mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you love me you obey my commands mm-hmm. I, okay i'm supposed to do it i want to be like him mm-hmm. he's a cool dude yeah he, he doesn't respect anybody <laughs> god doesn't respect anybody mm-hmm. but he's not disrespectful at the same time yeah. and i want to come back from the dead too yeah. i mean if i can get my cake and eat it too you know what I'm <laughs> so yeah. it's part of the package mm-hmm. the scriptures told me like i had a feeling beyond what i was hearing mm-hmm. like there's a collective way a standardized way a socially acceptable way to understand things and then believe and then there's something that the spirit intuitively teaches you and you be like wow this is bigger than what i'm hearing bigger than the common way people understand it and i've always felt that god was telling me through the words in red you are me and i am you and we are one Mm -hmm. there is no difference i am it's very powerful and then he says do what i do in greater works and he says like this, no longer do I call you servants, but I'll call you friends because I've let you know everything that I know. In other words, we're toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano, we're equal, we're equivalent. Mm-hmm. All the knowledge I have, you love, you have. You have access to everything I have access to. I can do nothing on my own. The Father is what allows me, the universe, the unlimited potential and power mm-hmm. that I'm connected to. I trust it, it trusts me, we're one and the same. I know now that I'm not different from it, that I'm simply the expression of it. Mm-hmm. This is your reality if you choose to take it on, if you choose to believe it. Because once you get a hold of this and believe this, you're not going to think the collective way, the socially acceptable way. Mm-hmm. And you can't shove yourself in a box after you <laughs> come out of the box. So you either turn into a hermit and live in the woods, or you'll speak your truth and die <laughs> because <laughs> people won't stand for it. Yeah, yeah. And so I've always felt like that was what the scripture was telling me. But I was not hearing it in the Bible Belt community or traditional Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to a motivational video that was random and uh, my heart's open for truth because if God can speak through a donkey, he can Mm -hmm. speak through anybody that I don't know, Christian, non-Christian, a homeless man. I've had 
before I prayed for a homeless man, he gave me a word. Dang, I needed to hear that. I <laughs> thought I was helping you out, you know? <laughs> so my mind just opened me not to put God in any kind of image or any kind of box. <laughs> and I was listening to some motivational video and, and one of the phrases was says, be confident, be confident in yourself. Trust your intuition, rise up and be the God that you are. And I was like, <gasps> for two reasons. One, that's blasphemy. But the other part of me says like, yes, and I love it. Because it's in the deepest part of me says, I feel like I've always known that. But I could never say that. It would never be socially acceptable. I've never been trained to know that. But the, the, the discerning I'm getting from the scripture, the message I'm getting that Jesus is trying to tell me is that this is what faith means. It takes you to that level to you're willing to say that. Mm. And that's what Jesus said. My father sent me. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. That's and they would have said, look, you being, you're not even older than Moses, and you said that your father sent you? We're going to stone you. And Jesus asked, well, what good work do you stone me for? I'm not stoning you for a good work. I'm stoning you because you said you're the son of God. <laughs> In other words, you're, you're equal with him. You're saying you're, like, up there with him. Mm. And that's what we're, that faith is not supposed to ever stop. Mm. It's supposed to take us to that place so that yeah. we do what he did. <laughs> so what? we... People have come close to people who do, who actually do miracle signs and wonders and all those things. Mm -hmm. And so I was chasing down that way. I was going more Pentecostal, even though I was in a, in a church that, yeah, I believed it, but don't really believe it. But mm -hmm. we believe in the Bible, so we have to say we believe it. Mm -hmm. But we don't actually pursue those things, you know. Mm -hmm. If God wants to do it, he'll do it, you know. But we're not, like, actively trying to. Yeah, that's, that's the problem right there. <laughs> Like, I mean, you have the capability of doing it and, you know, God's in you. So, I mean, and exactly, like, what's the difference? So, it's, again, you're condemning yourself. The thing that you think is there is already in you, mm -hmm. you know? And then I went further than that. Because in our teaching and in our understanding, whether we are acknowledging it or not, we're always feeling like we're going to church to meet God or get connected to God. Mm -hmm. Or we're trying to reach out to God. And I think most of us know what we're really doing is trying to clear our minds so that we accept a reality that just is, mm -hmm. that God just is. He doesn't move where our minds just get distracted by our activities and, mm -hmm. and the things that we have to do. But it, I believe it should go even more than that. I am him expressed. Mm -hmm. And there's never a moment when that's not the case. And see that right there, that that would put so much value in them in themselves. You know? Yeah. I mean, you see so many people do amazing things, but when you distance yourself, it's almost like you have to find value in, in yourself first to be able to, and then climb your way up. Because I don't, I'm not rejecting it now. I used to be like, God, no, that's, that's <laughs> too much. No, nah, yeah, I can't. But now it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I could say it, it just puts so much more meaning in life. It just puts so much more meaning in me. It, it really makes me think of all of the things that I've done and the people that I've talked to and the journey I'm on. You know, it just makes so much more sense, mm. like, that he's in me mm. and that, you know, people could be talking to God through me and then the same with me. I'd be talking to God through them, mm -hmm. you know? That's, a, again, another super powerful thing. It, it helps a huge problem with people not value, valuing themselves. Yeah, here's one of the things that kind of solidifies that idea for me. Here's why we can say, not only all those, those scriptural references that I told you about that Jesus kind of declares 
mm-hmm. who we are, what we can do through belief. And there's a scripture in the Bible, there's this trail in the book of Romans called the Romans Road to Salvation. kind of leads you this mm-hmm. path of salvation. And this is the kicker for me. For with the heart one believes and is made right with God. The heart is what I'm focusing on in this particular passage. Now, we picture our heart like maybe in the center of our chest. With a heart one believes and made right with God. So we have a mind that intellectually, analytically understands, deciphers, and makes sense of information. Mm-hmm. It reconciles it with previous information, whether it learned or experienced, and kind of differentiates that information, whether it's familiar, right, wrong, all those kinds of things. However, the heart is kind of a deeper place in us. And the heart discerns through feeling or sense or intuition. Mm-hmm. And isn't it funny how we... We say it's, we feel like it's not at the left, it's at the center. It's at the center. It's always at the the center. center. And it actually burns in us when we feel strongly about something. Like if you read even Jesus' words, my chest always burned. When I was laying hands on people, Mm -hmm. my chest would burn. It's like the place where God lives. And it shows you, like, it's like the core, the center, number one. Do you know what's going on? The heart, one believes and is made right with God. In other words, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But your faith has to come from the place of the heart, a centered place, a place where you feel the truth that you know. Hmm. And it's important to understand that because you can know Bible and theology or anything for that matter. You can know mathematics, science, history, and know it analytically, know it correctly in the mind. Mm -hmm. And it can just sit there. But when that creeps into the space of the heart, then whatever it is, the knowledge that you know through the mind, Mm -hmm. in the heart, it's ignited. And all of a sudden, you're moved with passion by what you know in the mind. Mm-hmm. And so your behaviors begin to change and you begin to act and move based off the information that you know. Mm-hmm. So we can know all kind of stuff and it don't matter a hill of beans. But when it moves down into the heart, all of a sudden <laughs> it's burning like coals and it's heating yeah. up and it's a furnace in there. And we like a choo-choo train creating steam and, and we're getting motion and we're moving in the direction mm-hmm. based off the information that we have to either create a change, make a difference in people's lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that, that we have a difference between a mind and a heart. Now, we tell our children, Jesus lives in your heart. And we do in church and different things, accept God into your heart, accept Jesus into your heart. Mm -hmm. But there's also a series of scriptures that says, the heart is treacherous, who can know it? Mm -hmm. And there's other scriptures that kind of paint a questionable picture about the heart. Mm -hmm. And so I've had conversations with people that say, oh, you can't trust the heart. The heart is, tr-. you know, it's bad. It's this bad place. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how is it that we're saying that, that God lives there and that it's how we believe God and are made right? And mm-hmm. then we're telling our kids, Jesus lives in your heart. When, if we don't like what the person's saying, well, no, the heart is treacherous, you know, brother. You can't <laughs> trust their heart. It'll go one way and then go the other way the another day. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> heard someone say that to me once. I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't accept that. So I think what we're doing is getting we're misidentifying what the heart is yeah. and what the mind is and, and confusing the terms and confusing those two different aspects of us because uh, when we feel or get a deep intuition even though we can't necessarily speak about it we just oh, I don't know I don't feel right or I'm getting a gut feeling mm-hmm. sometimes it's coming from the heart but sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. so my brain is having a problem with it 
But my heart says, technically, yeah, we should be doing that. And I can't reconcile the two. <laughs> and when I have that mismatch where the heart and the mind don't line up, <laughs> well, this is that space where I'll say, only God knows or the heart is treacherous, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I don't know how to reconcile the two. Yeah. And I think that's why we say the heart is treacherous. Another reason why I think we say the heart is treacherous because when I put any information in the heart, in that place that where God lives, all of a sudden that truth is ignited. The, the problem is, if I've put bad information, it is ignited. And I'll do the most evil things on the planet. If I put in good truth, love, joy, peace, then those are the things I radiate. Whatever you put in the heart space, you radiate. And this is why I believe this, because God is not a respecter of man. If you sow two bad things, you reap bad things. If you sow good things, you reap good things. Whatever you believe, that thing will be done. In other words, in the heart space where God lives, not being a respecter of who you are, no matter who you are, what your religious beliefs, if you believe something enough and you fervently chase after it, it'll come to pass. You'll make it reality, even if it's devastation. Mm. That to me is an all-powerful reality of who we are as the image of God. God says this to Isaiah, I, even I, create both evil and good. You mm. cannot have light without dark. You can't have good without bad because you wouldn't know one or the other. You can't have left without right, hot without cold. Both are playing their part for us to know the existence that we have. Every day is a new day and my experience is newness. And so without all these variables of the north, the south, the hot, the cold, and all the things in between, there is no life. There's just one absolute. There's mm -hmm. only light. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know what light is until we know, hey, there's a darkness somewhere I've <laughs> heard of. Even if I'd never seen it, I heard about it, so I can say this is light because there's something different. Mm -hmm. Night is not light without something in comparison. Yeah. And happiness is not happiness without knowing, hey, is there anything else that has happiness? Oh, yeah, there's sadness. There's pain. Okay, well, then, yeah, happiness is good. <laughs> yeah. But if I didn't have that comparison, what is happy? I don't know. So that's a little advanced for some people. because and, But it's why the tree of the knowledge was in there. Because without choice, there is no experience. And we've played the story out that, see, they chose wrong. That's why that, that proves this man is bad. But God put that there knowing the choice that they would make so that we can live in physical bodies. And that's why, like, if we were, like, born Adam and Eve, we probably wouldn't know what living like that was like. Yeah. And so now that we live like this and we think life is hard and this and that, like, that gives us something to compare what... Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah, because if you're living in perfection, you don't know it's perfection anymore because you don't know exactly what that's, not perfection is. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why they chose it because they didn't know they that did. it wasn't perfection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One question is, is like, how do we know when we get there? Well, heaven? No, like uh, when we live, I guess like Adam and Eve. I'm assuming because Adam and Eve were the first that, you know, and they were humans, that they were living in perfection or they were living out perfection and they still made the choice, you know? I'm thinking like that that point that they were at is that like the highest point and if it is when will we know because I'm sure I don't think you can go higher than them or else we wouldn't be humans right I don't know I'm thinking like how will we know we get there would we know that we're living to our fullest potential well just like you can't know light without dark your experience today is usually referenced to yesterday the day before then you see the picture when you were five and you remember that and you then all the stages come to your mind of all the growth that you have mm -hmm. 
Well, that never stops because as you're evolving, you still remember the day before. How man, I ain't doing nothing then. I, you know, I can't believe I survived all that. Oh yeah, that's right. You still have memory. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you you'll know. Memory. But the journey is forever though. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. So you never really arrive because eternity is forever. Mm -hmm. Like Adam and Eve isn't the highest goal. Wait, are you saying that they could have been even more? Or are you saying? What I'm saying is, and this may be far-fetched, but it's just an idea to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Adam and Eve are mythical stories that are told to describe spiritual realities. Okay, then if you put it that way. Oh yeah, That go, are go hard ahead, for the human mind to understand. Like if I was to try to say, hey, there was five people and I didn't have people, let's, there's some rocks down there and I create a circle and I put three or four rocks in there and I can fabricate a story that teaches an idea or a principle. But even though I give the rocks Sally, Joe, and Mary name, it's all a figmented story to really teach you a spiritual principle that's behind it. Mm. And the spiritual principle behind the story at Adam and Eve is the principle that in the absence of that which you are not what you are is not in other words if there's not an opposite of you you don't even know that you exist oh, okay that makes sense then yeah and then so, i understand that it doesn't seem far-fetched so living in perfection not knowing any other experience at all a tree was put the knowledge of good and evil on purpose so that you can experience not being perfect and this right here is ex letting me know that i'm experiencing life and everything else. yeah now you because in spirit form you don't taste touch and feel like you do in the body you can know about it in fact you know all things because you're god in spirit form mm -hmm. but the actual physical part of it you don't know i can i can tell you it's a certain acidity uh, apples taste like this i can tell you all the science and everything but to actually feel it crunch it juice from my lip you know my stomach mm -hmm. and like oh yeah that's the that particular apple the one that has the red on the curve and then you know mm -hmm. all those aspects can only be experienced through taking on a body and mm -hmm. feeling it out sex love joy heartache pain mm -hmm. happiness fulfillment mm -hmm. things that we would know in spirit form theoretically cannot be experienced until you have a body and then you live those out mm. so we can live in all eternity forever on the other side one with god but after being there for a while just like okay that's fine to know everything but i don't have the experience of it so we take on bodies and relive the experience and that makes sense that makes the reincarnation yeah a bit more more sense yeah that's so and the reason why i say a bit more sense is because because i don't know that yeah i still think yeah but that's you know yeah yeah a little bit but i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot more information and, you need for it to make sense but exactly <laughs> and when, and then once you have that information it makes yeah but then i'll go back yeah you know? yeah yeah so i now it makes so much more sense and the beauty of it is like coming from before you have to accept this or else like there's no salvation or eternity in question anymore you know it's just like hey if you want to know there's documents there's books there's people that can tell you in fact there's probably people around us that believe it but never would never tell you because we're just not on that level yeah but if you're in tune to that vibration playing that radio station your mind's open you will find that the evidence is there when like me and you are creeping out and hearing these things and i feel like that could be true but i don't know I need some answers. I need some information in between. You can't just say that, that that's true. I need to know how that's going to work out because my mind right now tells me that's so far-fetched the devil told you that. <laughs> <laughs>
That's cool. It, it definitely makes more sense now. And, uh, yeah, because when we leave this body, we drop all the ideas and the, and the missions and the goals and the concerns. It drops with us like a set of clothes falling off the floor. Yeah, it's like it's you're walking out of a movie theater and like, dang, that was really dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and it had, maybe it had a good ending or maybe you died in the middle like... Who cut that movie off so short, you know? Yeah, it makes you want to go watch another one, which <laughs> makes you... is like the reincarnation. So. Yeah, what, what are we going to go see next? Yeah. <laughs> but when you get into it, you mm. don't know that you was just on the other side and you chose this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your soul is, is storing up all the experiences. Because in the grand scheme of things, you don't die. You are just experiencing all these things because experience is life hmm. that's why we're here not to escape it to experience it to the happy and the sad the up and the down all of it in the total conglomeration the mixture of it is the the zest the zang the experience of life because we could live in perfection and never have a trouble but it would be like oh, this is boring nothing ever happens <laughs> <laughs> it's the adventure it's the risk it's the fact that you almost died but you didn't mm. or that you, you healed that is true that is true <laughs> it it the bad does bring the value and the good. Yeah. Or at least you see it. Yeah. You, your best meals were when you were freaking starving, thought you were going to die. Yeah, you ate that meal. nasty sandwich and it was the best thing on earth, <laughs> you know? Life's the best highlighted from the worst case scenario. <laughs> you yeah. know, you grab it by the horns and you're so grateful for it. We're mm -hmm. grateful when we come back out of the doctor's office and we said we got a clear PET scan and we don't have cancer. We're grateful and we're happy and we're praising God. Why? Because the contrast was so vivid. <laughs> you know, that's that's what life is. Like, the same thing with music. You know why music's so enjoyable? Because it's not just, but, like, super awesome beats 24-7. There has to be, like, a simple beat where you're like, eh, that makes you ready for that climax. You know, yes. it's constantly the contrast yes. that brings to life. And so if people had that, if I have that mindset, that just makes you look at everything so much more differently. It makes you value the hardships more and it helps you get through more yeah it's yeah a whole another way of living yeah and uh, i hope that more people get to see that it's it changes huge. everything it changes everything and it's it's amazing and all it takes is to believe what's you know already in you that makes so much more sense uh, when you get reincarnated now it answers the question why would you want to go back yeah. down there yeah. you know like remember when i was asking that uh -huh. it makes so much more sense to why you would want to go back down there yeah. <laughs> down there wherever it is <laughs> right right <laughs> right see the contrast there the yeah. i had those thoughts too because like, well, what's the purpose well that's one miserable cycle yeah exactly <laughs> one miserable cycle because it's still coming from that same mind that the earth is bad everything's bad we <laughs> sick and we die and there's no purpose and we're trying to escape and go to heaven <laughs> yeah that, that's funny the way you said it that's one miserable cycle <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. See, I wish we would record this conversation. Is we that are. right? Oh, we are? 